0: The Roadhouse pod is brought to you by anchor anchor is a one-stop shop for you to get set up in the podcasting game. If you've ever wanted to make podcasts, get together with friends, you know, just talk some trash, literally do whatever you want. The answer to every one of those questions is really simple. It's just anchor, download it. All your phones have downloadable apps. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, 100% free, baby. For free? Oh, yeah. (gasps) Not a single cent. (laughs) Dude, you You got a cent. (laughs) I'm going to remain debtless now. (laughs) It's so easy to use, though, and now Anchor can match you with any sponsor that's available to all the podcasts. That means you get advertised on your podcast and get paid every episode, baby. In fact, what do you think this is? This is an ad. Let's go. Let's start this shit. What's up fuckers welcome to the roadhouse episode three i appreciate you guys listening i'm grateful if it's one or 100 listeners it's all Gucci baby what i want to get into is free solo if you haven't seen free solo you need to pick up the rock that you live under and go watch it this documentary that what did it do win the oscar for best doc i believe this documentary will have you sweating more than a fat kid in a sauna after a weekend of binging PBRs. It is so nerve wracking. This guy what's an Alex Hanen, I think his name was. He made a documentary about him free climbing El Cap in Yosemite National Park. El Cap is like, I can't remember what it said, 8,000 feet. It's pretty high. And so he's climbed this thing multiple times with ropes to find a way to, to climb it, like a route. No one's ever done it free climbing, and free climbing is the craziest shit. These guys are just climbing up this marble rock that has different types. It's made out of different types of material. Some of it's granite and slick, and <laughs> it's like flaky, and he's using his fingertips, his toes, as grips this guy probably has like i said that ben askren has that olympic grip olympic squeeze no 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 alex haunted or however you say his name has the best grip this guy is hanging on a little ledge that's like the size for you to only be able to grab with your fingertips and he'll do that and he'll move his whole body over this guy climbed multiple times trying to figure out the route so he would he had a diary that he would write in his diary which route exactly what move how to grab it which foot to move first it was so in-depth and it's crazy that he was just photographic memory going the whole ways remembering what he did and would climb down he would climb with ropes to do all that and he was not gonna do it one time and then he started climbing and changed his mind and then another day he just he just went and did it. He had, he had like the Michael Jordan mentality, where he was a psychopath. <laughs> and why I say that is, you have to be that kind of uh, psychopath or have that same sort of commitment to do an absolutely insane task like free climb El Cap. It is, it is crazy. That is, what a crazy hobby to have, and that he did that every day. Um, I looked him up and said he was worth like two mil. So he's getting sponsors. He probably had a, he was wearing like free Columbia gear, free North face. I'm pretty sure they, they sponsor him and whatnot, but this fool just lives in a van, goes parks. He has like this little grip, little, like a pull up thing inside his van. It's not really a bar, but it's like you use just your fingertips, wide grip, narrow grip. And he just does that every day. gets out, goes and climbs. And then there's this part where they were climbing up the El Cap, and they come across these <laughs> these other climbers. that were in a tent, and they were like getting out of their tent because they know who uh, Alex Honnold or whatever his name, the El Cap climber. They know who he is, so they were. Getting out of this tent, one guy is wearing this you you pinky unicorn onesie, and another guy is climbing out of this tiny like one person tent. <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, what we got? What we got here?" To a unicorn sucking this dude off at altitude <laughs> on El Cap. Uh, that was the funniest part, and might be the only funny part of Free Solo, but it was gold. And then. What I thought was really funny was that he had this girlfriend in there and she just met him online. She was kind of just like a fan and ended up being his girlfriend. But they would like pan off to her and they would show her being like scared and kind of not want him to do it. And I was just like, what do you expect, girl? You started dating some guy. He would break up with you instead to climb a rock. Like he, if he – if it was – between you and some badass fucking rock wall to choose, he would choose the rock wall. He is that kind of crazy and driven to just climb. And she would, like, say, I really would want him to stop, but then you pan off to him, and there's nothing stopping him, really. this He has that mentality where the rock climbing comes first, everything comes second, and that's, that's the kind of mentality you have to have to be great at something. So she wasn't going to break that up. And I mean, towards the end, I guess they're happy or whatever, but she just doesn't really have to have a say in what goes on. Because you're climbing this big ass rock from base to summit on the tallest face. And that's where he climbed. Ah, oh, it's crazy. It's so scary. If you fall, like you free climbing. If you fall, that's it. You're absolutely done. I mean,. I wouldn't say absolutely. You might survive somehow, but other than that, your body's just gonna explode when it hits the ground. You have no room for error. It's insane. It is so insane. Like he's gonna have some some babies that could climb this shit. They're just gonna be mountain goats. You have mountain goat babies. It's crazy in the fact that just one misstep mishap, you're you're done. So you're gone. It's one of those hobbies, rock climbing, free solo climbing. The guys who are in the flying squirrel suits, every, I'm not sure how 100% correct this is. I just heard this. Every person who invented a new squirrel suit died trying out a new squirrel suit. So, I mean, someone came along and perfected them, made them, made them workable. All the guys who originally started out on creating a new suit all died. Squirrel suit driving or whatever it's called. And that's crazy too. But but shit, I just wanted to. But you guys know about Free Solo and that it's a good ass documentary. And you should go watch. Instead of watching uh, what do you guys watch? The freaking ranch or all that big bang bullshit, all that stupid show. Go watch something interesting. Here's complete 180 from Free Solo. LeBron leads MJ in points, rebounds, assists, blocks, field goal percent, three-point field goal percent, true shooting percent, offensive win shares, defensive win shares, and the plus or minus. MJ leads LeBron in championships, finals, MVP, scoring titles, all defensive teams, D player of the year. You can go look at the numbers yourself. LeBron just has – he has the stats – But MJ has the accolades, you know, and MJ was a killer, man. I love LeBron. I think he's amazing. I think he bitches a lot. I don't think I've ever seen him bitch more than I have this year. But that goes with every player. I'm so sick of every play. Draymond Green, every play, someone bitching at the refs. Like, dude, we saw you freaking foul that guy, dude. Just stop. It's so annoying. And LeBron is getting, I feel like he's getting less calls now. But. That might be just... That just might be me. But there's no debate on who's better, LeBron or MJ. Like, yeah, you have the stats from LeBron. But I really think that if you're a good enough player and you could go play on some shitty team and just never care about uh, winning a championship, you could stay there at that team and just rack up your stats. Like, if they'll keep you and if they're a franchise that doesn't really win or something, you could go there. I'm sure... Like if the KD went to, where can he go, like the Hornets? Ah, no, it would have to be, I don't know. The Cavs, the Cavs are that bad. A really shit team, the Suns, and just put up numbers there. You could get on some top three lists. That's why LeBron, if LeBron was on a shitty team, he would just stat pad, and that's, that's what he does. But when it comes down to MJ, just, I'm not going to regurgitate all the fucking facts. Never went, never lost, never been to a game seven, never lost the finals. You already know LeBron's uh, finals record. I still take MJ today over LeBron, and there's no more debate. He might be able to. He'll he'll beat all his records, like the statistical records that Jordan has, and LeBron's gonna. LeBron's gonna chase, um, yeah, all the all the stats. He's. Is never going to catch up champion-wise. LeBron plays absolutely no defense anymore. And that's why I think this Laker team was so bad. Besides all the young players just acting like a bunch of bitches, dude. These guys are all getting the same. They're all getting paid every every payday the same amount. But, yet, yeah, they want to play like shit or talk about how they were on the trade block. Man, don't worry about that. You're still getting paid the same. If you get traded, you get traded, man. Like I've never seen... So many like these younger, all the younger players that are ballers, just acting like babies, dude. There's there's so much money to go around in the NBA. You're gonna get your money, but man, let's do something first, huh? Let's, let's just not complain every time. But LeBron plays absolutely no defense. That that play where Kyle Kuzma pushed him in the back to close out in the three pointer. LeBron looked down, like, don't ever do that again. Like, shut up, fool, dude. You need to lead by example. Tell me in what profession you could have your manager or your lead worker say, just go to work, fucking not do anything. And then the his crew members are going to see that. And then they're going to be like, well, if he's not doing it, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to have any respect for him. That's exactly what's happening here. LeBron plays absolutely no defense. Maybe he'll play like he played on Drew Holiday for that last minute, kind of beat him down. But LeBron is so bad on defense. And this same age, Jordan had a defensive player of the year at 34. Although LeBron jams like real truthers, I think he's better than MJ. You probably just like his body more. <laughs> you just think he's more athletic or something. But Jordan was a freak mentally, physically, bad guy to be around. No one really wanted to hang out <laughs> with Jordan. Like, just. Jordan was a dick, but that's what comes from those kind of great athletes. They they don't know what really what's going on besides trying to improve that that given skill. And it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. <clears throat> and then another thing about these Lakers, you're know, like Rondo, Rondo sitting on the other side of the court. This, this is no surprise. This happens everywhere Rondo goes. It works uh, Boston, Dallas think he was in Sacramento, maybe Uh, same shit, Uh, Chicago, same exact shit goes in there, wrecks the locker room, comes out like this is not a surprise. All these Michael Beasley, Rondo, Caldwell Pope, like JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, all these guys are on one year deals. They're essentially trying out for the Lakers. So when they sit there and say like they have some clout, clout, like they can talk or something on the Lakers team. You guys couldn't make it anywhere else, and you come on the Lakers and try to act like you guys are big ballers. But you guys are all essentially trying out for the Lakers. So if you guys were involved in trade talks, like yeah, <laughs> we're gonna use you as trade bait. We got you for a one year. If we can trade you, that's what we're gonna do. Like I don't know. Like don't be so surprised about it. <laughs> so it just I'm glad. I'm glad the Lakers are not going to the playoffs. They They need to just absolutely lose every single game. LeBron's going to drop 30 for the rest of the season. He's not going to play every game from here on out. And just pad those stats, baby. Pad those stats. L.A. I don't know who's going to go to L.A. I'm glad they're in turmoil. Um, I love how LeBron talks about how these players need to focus on (laughs) everything, basketball, and basketball is bigger than that. You need to be thinking about basketball outside of basketball. But come on, LeBron, if you went to Philly, you could have went to so many other places that wanted you besides L.A. And you go to L.A. and then you're producing all these shows, <clears throat> HBO shows, The Shop, Space Jam. I, I could see that, that you do that, that you went to <laughs> L.A. to do all that stuff besides basketball. And then I see... How you're performing on the basketball court. I mean, you he was injured, but when I see him performing and then I'm not surprised his teammates are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like they they're not with that. That, that that's some bullshit. That's not being a leader. And then just calling your guys out. Mm, I don't think so. So like he could have went to Philly. If he was on Philly, they'd be the favorites. They'd be the favorites to win. Pretty much any team besides the Lakers. So I don't know who's surprised. I didn't ever think the Lakers are going to be a four seed because I don't think Lonzo Ball is good. And like all those other multimedia[s] want to talk about how Lonzo Ball is just this missing link. Like Lakes once he comes back, once he's not playing, he's gone. They're going to get rid of him. They're going to get rid of him this summer. They don't want that bullshit on there. It's. I don't know. I hope that this stays for the Lakers. And if LeBron doesn't go to another finals, I don't care. Dude, you went to the Lakers. I will never get down with the Lakers. Absolutely not. Fuck the Lakers. For the Lakers to make the playoffs, LeBron James had to not get injured. Or even when he came back from his injury, he had to go James Harden. <laughs> that was – and he couldn't. I think he could have. He just didn't want to. And that T was just so, so effing bad. Speaking of James Harden, James Harden could go scoreless the rest of the season and still average 28.6 points, but still freaking chokes in the playoffs. I don't understand what happens. He is so good offensively, travels, but you can't guard him. That's his signature move. They ain't calling that shit. He found a little hack in the system, and... <clears throat> Harden is going off. All you can hope for is CP three staying healthy. But I still don't. I still don't see them beating the Warriors. That'd be a good. I want to see that matchup. That's a good ass matchup. But damn, I wish the Rockets still had Lou Williams, offensive god Lou Williams. Sweet Lou, walking bucket. Sweet Lou scores on and off the court. but i'm pretty sure he has like two girlfriends or two wives or something like that so that's off the court on the court this guy don't start still give you 20 (laughs) what doesn't matter come him come off the bench just light him up not really he's he's not there for defense that's (laughs) that's for sure but in his last in the last three seasons in 2016 he played for the lakers and the rockets so the last three seasons, he averaged a total twenty seven point three minutes a game total, and in eighteen, he dropped twenty two points a game. Right now, he's averaging twenty points a game, and two thousand sixteen, he was eighteen with the Lakers, fourteen when he got traded to the Rockets. Who's a better scorer, Lou Williams or James Harden? Because I've seen James Harden going funks, I've seen Lou Williams going funks, but Sweet Lou is just what man. Of anywhere on the court, I'll freaking put the ball in the hoop. Lou Williams, I don't know how he doesn't get sixth man every single year. He's gonna be in the league because he's like he's in his thirties already, early thirties, but he's gonna be in the league as long as Jamal Crawford. Or you just be like, fuck it, I'm done with basketball. He's that kind of player. Love, love Lou Williams, and I also love the goon, the new NBA goon, Nurk. That's exactly what Portland needs. Kind of erratic at the end of these last few games. At the end of the game, he's fouling, losing his temper. But, like, that OKC game when Paul George elbowed him in the head, that that was a flagrant, 100%. He elbowed him on purpose, and then Nurk on the other end pushed Paul George on his face, headbutt. It was that, oh, my God, Nurk, headbutt him. Do you Get out of here. That is that is a love tap. They ain't no shit, man. I love that Nurk did that. Nurk had to do that. You can't get punked by Paul George, man. You're the center of this team. Blazers need someone dirty to do this kind of dirty work, and I love that Nurk is doing it. Every game, someone's getting into it with Nurk. Nurk getting in their heads every single game, exactly what Portland needs, and Nurk needs to keep that up because they're absolutely going to need it in the playoffs. You got to get in their heads. I think Nurk might be the most hated player in the NBA right now. Every game, I'm telling you, every single game, someone's someone's getting into shit with them. So, Nurk, need you to step it up. Um, big win. I don't really care about the Pelicans-Blazer game that happened last night because no AD, you have to win that game. Playoffs are coming, you lose that game, you're not getting ready for the playoffs. But I like the Clippers game. That Clippers game, uh, I thought Jake Slayman looked a little overwhelmed, but still balled. Towards the end, he had some good good plays. Dame killing. Dame's got to kill. Nerf was gooning again. Gooning again against the Clippers, man. And I love it. Harrell is an absolute tank. That guy is so good. He'll be a starter. He'll be a starter as soon as his contract is up. That six-man gold squad. I don't think you want to play the Clippers in the playoffs first round. If you get the Clippers, no easy match. I don't think that the Clippers can score really unless you get a hot night out of like Lou Williams. But I mean, they'll D down, they'll play hard. They, that's The Clippers are like the ultimate eight seed team, not really any stars. Doc Rivers has his hitman, Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly is their hitman. And when they get back to it after this next point, but that Clippers. That's going to be a tough matchup for anybody. CJ was in his tool bag. He was crossover dribble, get in the middle, stop on a dime, double move on Sweet Lou, take to the rack and one, pulling up for three. But he had like 18 straight points in the fourth quarter. That game was pretty close. The whole game until CJ went off in the fourth. Then the Blazers pulled away. But until then, it was like two-point lead, three-point lead, tie, one-point lead. And CJ carried him, which is surprising because I haven't really seen CJ carry the Blazers like that late season. There was that game against Boston when Boston was just kinda swindling. They had around that losing streak where Dame took over, had like thirty points. Well, that game, CJ did absolutely jack shit in the fourth quarter. He was shooting bricks, hesitant with the ball, was, wasn't was dribbling, but Dame took over. But this last game against the Clippers, that is what you need from CJ every game. CJ's tool bag of moves he could do is vast. He can do a lot, and we're absolutely going to need that, too, if Portland wants to get anywhere in the playoffs. And all When this team is hitting on all cylinders, they're a good-ass team. Everyone has the ball. But that's the playoffs. You're not going – if your whole team is a ball, you're not going anywhere. This has been a squad. This squad has been together for a while, man. They need to start stringing together some wins in the playoffs. Get it together, Portland. Back to Pat Beverly. That game that – I'm not sure. I can't remember what the Bulls head coach. Is right now, but he, him and Doc Rivers were bitching at each other mid-court during the game, <laughs> and they both got ejected. The Bulls coach was so fired up. Doc Rivers was like, what the fuck is going on? has no idea. Bulls coach was so pumped. He leaves the game. As Doc Rivers was walking out through the tunnel, calls Pat Beverly over there, like talking all secretive. Pat Beverly is Doc Rivers' hit, man. I think that Doc Rivers loves having Pat Beverly on his team. Pat Beverly will get you maybe two points He'll maybe freaking get a fast break layup off a steal, six points off steals. He's so bad offensively. Other than that, Pat Beverly is a freaking dog. You see him D up LeBron. LeBron wasn't really doing anything, and Pat Beverly just, just goes to work. Pat Beverly is a great player, great defender. Is he better than Tony Allen? Mm, I don't know who's better right there. Tony Allen had absolutely no offensive game either. Imagine those two guys in your backcourt. You just have your point guard and your shooting guard, no offense, absolutely D down menaces, and then you just get your uh, your front court to be the big boys who could score. That'd be an interesting dynamic to play with. Right now, all these games, if both the teams are in the playoffs in the playoff hunt, no, I don't even give a shit about the teams in the hunt. But these teams are already seated, not locked in, just playing four seating. All the playoff teams, when they're playing each other, these games are like playoff games. They're chippy. They're balling. They're shit talking. And that's that's what you want to see. A lot of shit talking, especially in Utah. Utah has always had problems with their fans. But I think that happens in most places. There's just some idiots in the crowd like, saying stupid shit. Like, I get the shit talking. I don't mind the shit talking, but like the whole Russell Westbrook situation, um, <laughs> you know that guy, you know that that guy got his 50 minutes of fame. You know, that, like when they interviewed uh, the fan that was getting into it, Russell, and he was like, I just told them I thought he had ice on his knees. So I was like, hey, <laughs> you should go ice up, son, <laughs> bro. You you did not say that. Russell Westbrook was saying that the fan was telling him to get on get on his knees like he used to. So that's when Russell Westbrook – and if you haven't heard it, uh, I can play for you or you can just hit up YouTube and I can have it there on my page. I'll probably put it up on my page on YouTube and you can see that. But, but it's like – Russell Westbrook was like, I'll fuck you up. I'll fuck you up and your wife, <laughs> which he should have said. He was like, I'll fuck you both up. On everything I love, on everything I love, and Russell Westbrook is like, "Hey, that's pretty serious." On everything you love, <laughs> you're not like Russell Westbrook is always talking shit to fans, always. But I don't think you'd freak out on someone if someone was like, "Oh, just ice up." No, that guy who was like ice up, they people went and scoured his Twitter after that whole incident and found a bunch of like racist tweets that he had and shit. But he also deleted a bunch of tweets after people already found him. So he knows he's guilty. There's already a lot of stories of players um, going to Utah and hating playing in Utah. But the guy who was also talking to the, the fan. He was like, oh, but my wife's like 5'2". Don't hurt her. Man, then she should shut the fuck up. If you, like, you're like, talking about you're going to mess her up. Westbrook was like, I was never going to do anything. We, uh, yeah, we, we get it. It was all heat of the moment. Said so he never heard a girl. So nothing ever happened. But the p- fan tried to play it off like she was like a hardcore victim. And other people were saying that she was talking and shit, too. So <laughs> Roger Russell Westbrook went up there, just slaps the shit out of the husband and the wife. Both you want to talk shit, be racist. <laughs> hey, five figures in the face, slap both of you, dude. <laughs> That's what he should have went and done. And so, like, what is this fan getting to? Russell Westbrook's, like, six, three, six four. You're not doing shit. What if he comes with the crowd's going to fuck you up. You're not doing anything. So why are you even going to put yourself in that situation? And then, oh, because you know if Russell Westbrook, you're saying all this stupid shit to Russell Westbrook, racist or whatever, whatever you were saying, I don't know what you were yelling. It was only the video of you guys talking back and forth. So whatever you, whatever you guys was said prior, I don't know what was said prior. But... Russell Whisper goes in the stands and what slaps the shit out of both of them? He gets sued. So, like, dude, you're a pussy. You, this fan, talk saying this stupid shit. But if anything were to happen, you're playing it off like, oh man, lawsuit. Like, if you, as a barn burner, you need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you got your 15 minutes now, you, but you look stupid. You're not getting away with that kind of shit today, and nor should you get away with that kind of bullshit. But yeah that guy is that guy is a terrible person going to NFL i don't understand how embarrassing and irresponsible for all these multimedia espn bleacher report all the shows on espn or fox i don't understand the irresponsibility that they have to post the quotes of anonymous scouts do you know how stupid that sounds you can just be like oh yeah uh like they'll have a quote and under the quote, there's their little citation or who said it would be like anonymous gm anonymous uh afc scout i don't give a fuck put your name on it bro if you're gonna say that shit you'd be like, Yo, you put me, why are we looking into anonymous sayings I could be, I'm an anonymous scout or anonymous GM for all you know. Like I say, stupid shit. Um, that one guy, I can't remember his name, whatever, but he was the one that was releasing all the information that an anonymous scout had told him that Kyler Murray was a bad leader, bad intangibles, uh, doesn't study, just. Just ripping him, ripping him through. And then, you know, it was, it was anonymous and wouldn't release the name. Man, get the fuck out of here. You're going to drag this guy through the mud. Kyler Murray is a baller. I really think that that guy, if he wasn't a quarterback, if he would have grown up, like he could have played five different positions, offense or, or defense. Quarterback, running back, slot. Um, you could be a slot wide receiver. Cornerback, safety, 100%. That's like five different positions He could have played at a high level He is that kind of athlete Dude, the NFL is changing so much And there are some coaches That are starting to pick it up And then there's a lot of the old school uh, coaches GMs that are still trying to rock this old school shit A.K.A. John Elway I don't know what the fuck you're doing out in Denver, buddy But Kyler Murray It's a new NFL Make a new offense Get your shit together Get re-innovative Get back to the drawing board and create a new scheme to change. This NFL is changing. You're going to, if you don't change with this times, get the players, you're going to get left in the dust and you're going to be sitting at the bottom of your division, searching for a quarterback every single year, every single year. You're going to get stuck in uh, purgatory over there. Get with the times, bro. Kyler Murray is going to be, I think he's going to be a good quarterback um, with a good offense. I don't know. Kyle Kingsbury, if the Arizona Cardinals take Kyler, I don't know. That would be interesting because uh, I don't really know. Like, how's Cliff Kingsbury gonna do in the NFL? Because you're not coaching college kids anymore; it's all different. Your quarterback might. come. Murray's already a megastar, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get with that. And uh, just the NFL changing. Look at at the combine. There was Derek White from LSU. All these linebackers, these big boys running four fives, running a four four as a linebacker. Woo. That's what I say when it's evolving. Look at the NFL. You have all every team has like a power back and that speed back that can catch out of the backfield on those outs, get them out and out, get them out in space. Well, the NFL is like, mm, not anymore. And all these players are just bigger, faster, stronger. They're like, well, we're just going to get faster linebackers. We're going to move. We're going to move these guys to linebacker. And now cut off the edge. NFL makes a full circle, dude. They just, they're just they going to nullify all these running backs with these fast-ass linebackers and just some good players, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for football. just ready to start again. Got a long-ass, a long-ass time. A long-ass time till football starts again. But about Kyler Murray, everyone's like, is he is he 5'10 or is he 5'9? Can he fucking play? <laughs> That's what I can, like we're talking about one-inch, one-inch – you with a player like that it's a given you're gonna have to change your offense you're gonna have to do rollouts you're gonna to go out of shotgun you're gonna have to change your offense so stop being a little girl get back to the drawing board let's re-innovate baby let's make get some new plays some new schemes new blocking schemes let's go don't just sit in this and if you're it and if you don't want them don't take them dude whatever but if you're talking shit just to drive down Kyler Murray's value so he could fall to you, and if I ever found out like I was a player and I found out that this team was talking all this shit just so that they can land me, I'd be like, "Fuck you guys, dude! I Don't you want to be? Want to be? You guys just—they're just questioning his character and whatnot. Like, come on, dude! But maybe they're doing it just to see if he could be resilient, resilient, and get through all that. Which I think he can. I like that he was like." At Oklahoma's Pro Days Like I'm not running Or measured I already did that My numbers are up You can go look at them I don't need to do them again You guys came here You guys didn't watch me throw Any good throw you got gonna throw A damn good football So Kyler Murray I'm excited for this draft bro Can't wait Can't wait to see what happens Will Wade Will Wade I said in my First episode Tristan Thompson Was the dumbest motherfucker At the moment The new dummy, Will Wade, LSU men's basketball coach. (laughs) This guy is a new stupid. So he got caught on the phone talking about a strong-ass offer that he had offered to a player to come play at LSU. They say it was – I don't remember his first name, but Smart. That's the player. And talking about how there was other players that had the same offer – and this is, so this is all the OSU coaches like FBI wiretap. Why the FBI is in the NCAA wiretap, people, is beyond me. That's why if you will sit back and don't think that the NCAA is corrupt. You need to put that drink down, buddy. Take those beer goggles off because NCAA is one of the most corrupt businesses in the world. With that being said, we'll wait You get caught on the phone offering players, talking about it. (laughs) Why are you on the phone, dude? You don't have an assistant. Why is the head coach on the phone talking about offering players, all this shit? Everyone knows your assistant's got to do it. You got your intern that's making that phone call. The intern has no idea. That's Why is the head coach? And with that being said, I'm glad you got caught. Everybody knows every team is doing this. And if this is a surprise to you, how they're making a big deal, not just this, not just with athletics, but that whole other, the USC stuff that's just coming out where all those millionaires were paying people off just so their student could go to USC. Why are people surprised? I don't understand. People that have that sort of money and influence and value have been doing this since the beginning of of capital beginning of when there was first money, the rich always got what they wanted with some pay someone off, get what you want. USC was that there was actors and those chicks that were paying millions of dollars for their kids to go to USC and their kids are like, I don't really care. I'm just here for a college experience. And you know, this chick, they, they like got photo people to Photoshop, uh, this daughter that her mom paid to get her into USC they photoshopped like some rowing pictures so that she was going to be on the row team so she could get an academic sponsorship. <laughs> like, what? I don't understand. Were you, you just gave me a rower your whole life, but she wasn't actually on the row team. They just had to make it look like she was getting a scholarship or something. But it's hilarious. I just think it's funny that people think that this is just all new. No, man. <laughs> you you you're you just like the abducted plain science parents if you think that all this shit is just not going on. But Will Wade, you stupid! You <laughs> so stupid! You if you're going to do that kind of shit, you do not need to be on the phone. You need to get your intern, your assistant on the phone, and you don't even visit them. You only visit them when you want to go to their house or whatnot. But making these offers, you uh, you fucked up and. Most likely you are going to get in trouble. All these coaches, you know how much money the NCAA is. All these coaches are paying the players, the good ones at least, or I don't I don't know how it works, but they're all getting paid. And if you don't want to pay the players, I don't get how because people when people will talk about what kind of structure you need to create, what kind of financial plan that you need to create to Pay the players, because not everyone's going to get paid the same amount on. Everyone has a different value. So, But if the United States could figure out a way to invade Venezuela and tell all the people of America that we're going there to get a dictator out and um, install someone that we wanted and pretty much just fuck Venezuela up for no reason, I'm sure. But then again, come back and try to tell America that we're going to Venezuela for good causes. I'm sure if we could do something like that, there's some smart enough people in the NCAA that could figure out a way to create a financial structure of how these players should get paid. And if you have any comments on why players should not get paid, then drop it in my email. Uh, my email will be a link in the bio. Drop it in the email. I'm curious to hear what you have to say about players getting paid, but they should be getting paid. It's a business, it's not at that at that level? It's not school. It is an absolute business. Do you think a lot of these players? I'm sorry. There's a lot. There's smart athletes. There's a lot of dumb athletes. You played sports. You'll understand. It's pretty self-explanatory. Just not good at school. They just place, they're good at sports, not good at school. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there's a lot of those players that get into like Stanford, UCLA, freaking all those, the big schools that are hard to get into. And they get in when, if it wasn't for that sport, they would have absolutely no qualifications to even sniff. Like they they shouldn't even waste time trying to get into that school. But because of this, uh, the sport that they play, they're in. That's what they're there for. They're not there for, they're, if they're at the high level. Maybe when they get there, they can do something. But I don't think that's for the most part. <laughs> Another news we had. The Irish gangster, Conor McGregor, <laughs> goes, goes to jail for breaking someone's phone. And the video he was walking out of the club at like 5 a.m., the club, hotel, and someone, one, you're a dick fan. Like, were you going up and you just trying to get a picture of someone, camera in their face at 5 a.m., probably just hung over as shit? Dude, have some decency, man. You're going to go up, just be rude, like involve yourself in someone's space, and then you get mad that you got your phone broken? Man, shut up. <laughs> Dude, you would agree What did you he, he broke your phone And stomped on it Good dude I bet he would do it again Why are you Trying to freaking Go Put your camera In someone's fucking face At 5am Out of a club <laughs> You know Connor was like Get that camera Out of my face bro I don't think anyone In that situation Leaving a club At 5 in the morning Would want camera In their face Think about it dude <laughs> Think about it You're being You're being a shitty person Fuck you That's all there is To it that reminds me of there's this video on YouTube of if you know that singer Sugar Ray. <laughs> there's videos of him of him on on YouTube like <laughs> Sugar Ray is is like the guy who got famous and just the douchebag of douchebags, just mega douche. He just walks through with like this little entourage. And someone, like, he was walking by this crowd of people, like, taking pictures of them and shit. (laughs) And somebody was like, oh, hey, Sugar Gay. (laughs) And Sugar Ray was like, Sugar Gay? Who said that? I'm going to beat your fucking ass. (laughs) So he's, like, looking for this guy that said sugar, Sugar Gay. And then he finds him. He's all up in his face, like, talking shit. And it is just hilarious. And so when I saw the video of Carter McGregor, I was just like. That immediately took me back to the sugar game. Video. It's hilarious. If you haven't seen it, you need to look it up. I'll probably have to. I'll probably post that video on my YouTube channel, too, because the sugar game video is hilarious. Um, My barn burners. So my three dumb, my three dummies, my dumb motherfuckers in the last couple of weeks have been. David Irving on the Cowboys. You all know what happened. Smoking, smoking a blunt on Instagram. That with that million dollar bud, man. All the power to you, <laughs> dummy of the day. Will Wade, you dummy of the day too. Con- the guy who was heckling Westbrook, you dumbass too. Oh, dude, that's. I think that's all I got for you guys today, man. I want to really get into NFL as soon as the free agency is all over I want to talk about all the teams who got better who got worse um, teams I'm looking forward to seeing and the draft is coming I'm excited for the draft maybe do a, a live draft podcast get on YouTube live going and I have I have a lot of good stuff coming out for you and I again I appreciate you guys listening if I got one listener, to a hundred listens. I'm grateful. I'm just, I've been wanting to do this podcast for for years, but just I procrastinated, kind of scared. It's actually, I still get a little nervous (laughs) when I'm sitting here, especially if I'm doing it myself. But I can tell that I'm starting to get more comfortable with it. And with that being said, I'll have more content for you. The plan is to get multimedia content we'll get we're gonna get more out there youtube youtube videos um sound whatever man we're growing and hopefully you guys are gonna be here to grow with us and with that being said i am fucking out of here later